to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. On this channel, we have shows and segments that contain adult humor, bad language, dirty jokes, and other stuff that is strictly for mature audiences only. So if you're too young or too sensitive for this kind of material, then please do not watch our channel or our videos. This channel is not for you. Thanks much. And now, on with the show! Not to follow. <laughs> And welcome everybody to Geeking Poetic Channel. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Uh, my super soldier, stealthy uh, partner over here next to me is none other than... Megan Guess. And we're here to talk about what today? Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 4. I'll get the name of it down by the time we get done with this. <laughs> yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, we've been doing this, yeah, four episodes now. It's been... Just growing in intensity, man. Holy shit. That might be an understatement. <laughs> this episode by far is the most intense of them all. This one was called uh, The Whole World is Watching, I think. Mm, it sure is. And uh, yeah, the whole world was watching, especially by the end of the episode, because some major stuff goes down in this episode. Yeah. yeah, we should probably obviously let people know that while we're not going to do a complete scene-by-scene scene recap like other shows do, we're just going to talk about our pros and cons and impressions and some theories and stuff like that. But we are going to give away spoilers. There's going to be plenty of spoilers in this. So if you haven't watched the episode or if you haven't watched the series, then what the hell are you doing here? Why, why, are, why are you even looking or listening to us right now? Because they like spoilers just like you do. Well, but okay. But if you want spoilers, then, you know, You're hey. You're in the right place. Yeah, because, oh yeah, I am a total spoiler freak. Spoiler sport. Yeah, I am a spoiler sport, okay? I, I, I'm too impatient. I need to know what I'm walking into here. <laughs> Speaking of walking into, man, I mean, one of the cool things, one of the coolest things about this episode was, in my opinion, the way the episode started, which was we got to see a cool flashback of Wakanda. Yeah. And that was really cool because as we saw in the last episode, it ended with Bucky running into uh, Ao. One of mm -hmm. the uh, Dora Milaje, or however you pronounce it. Yeah, pronounced? something like that. Something that sounds like about that. right. One of the Wakandan uh, soldiers who was there to get Zemo, because of course Zemo was the one that was responsible for killing uh, King T'Chaka. Mm -hmm. Bad move, dude. Bad move. <laughs> yeah, so now you have an entire nation, a very powerful, vicious, strong nation. That just wants you dead, Zemo. You know, you thought you had to worry about just, you know, the UN and, and Bucky. And Bucky and, and, yeah, yeah, like that's the least of your worries because the Wakandans will tear you apart. And uh, yeah, so they're there to get Zemo and bring him back because they're not happy that Bucky let him loose. Mm -hmm. They don't understand at all. They well, don't care if it's a means to an end. Yeah, it doesn't I would, matter to them. Right. Yeah, I don't know that they don't understand. I think they just don't care. <laughs> <I don't> care. <laughs> right. They're like, they're like, yeah, we get what you're trying to do, Buck, but you know, don't care. Yeah, exactly. But they do give him eight hours to try and 
use him as they, you know, as Bucky needs to to get more leads on where the Flag Smashers are and everything. We got a really, really cool flashback of Wakanda. We got to see the whole process, or at least the end process of deprogramming, deprogramming. Bucky. And the fact that Ao and Shuri, he mentioned Shuri, which mm -hmm. was really cool. I was hoping we were going to get to see Shuri, but... It's not over yet. That, that's true. That's a good point. Don't be impatient. Yeah, well, I think I we know, already established I know, that I am. Are. But, uh, they, yeah, so we find out that Ao and Shuri were responsible for deprogramming Bucky from his 11 trigger words or whatever it is. And uh, that was a really cool scene. Yeah. I, I love that. I love to see how um, emotional that Bucky yeah, was. That, was. That was cool and weird all at the same time. It was. See Bucky emotional and crying. Yeah, because he's always so just stony, mm -hmm. you know. No, it's it was cool. It was great. Yeah, because I mean, Bucky's one of my favorite characters in the Marvel universe, and I love that we're getting more depth out of him now. Mm -hmm. It ends up leading to basically they end up taking Zemo and using him to try and suss out where the Flag Smashers are. They know that they've got the funeral coming up for uh, Mama Danya mm -hmm. and everything. So they they need Zemo because he, he gets it. He knows the area and he's, he's... Man, I hate... God, I mentioned this a couple episodes ago and everything, but I, I hate the fact that I hated Zemo so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hated him so much in Civil War. I just didn't, I didn't just hate him because he was a bad guy. I just didn't like the character. Mm -hmm. And I didn't care for the way he was written, anything. Man, they have completely changed that. Just when you couldn't get any stupider, you go and completely redeem yourself. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Seriously, I, yeah. I think he's like one of the best things about the series now. I keep waiting for him to kind of turn on them but well, he hasn't yet well i mean he's got his own motives and stuff like that but yeah i because i thought for yeah. sure when he talked to that little girl he's like now those are the bad guys this is our little secret right like that. i thought he wasn't going to say anything at all to them when this funeral is going to happen right i mean obviously he's playing a long game it's coming i do yeah i kind of i'm really glad you brought that scene up because I thought that was weird, too, because it was like it felt like he was building up to something and like those kids were going to help, like, you know, maybe they were going to do something to, like, get people to attack Bucky and Sam and then he'd be able to get away. Get away. Zemo yeah, could he's get had away. so many opportunities to get away and he keeps coming back. Well, because he's got his own. Yeah, he's got his own game. Yeah, he's playing. He's using them as much as he's. They're using him. Right. But I also think, and I could be wrong, I'd be interested to know if other people sussed it out the same way I did. I kind of feel like, because he was playing the whole thing of like, oh yeah, no, don't know anything, don't know anything. And then Sam was talking about his feelings about the whole situation. He was talking about how he kind of understands where the Flag Smashers are coming from. He was talking about how he disagrees with this whole uh, global, uh, the GRC or whatever it is, and what they're doing or what they're not how doing. How they're doing it. And how they're doing it. And, you know, I think Sam was showing himself to be an exemplary, good, right-minded person. Mm -hmm. You know, right meaning correctly, you know, correctly uh, uh, aimed mm -hmm. in his views. 
person and stuff. And I I didn't know if that sort of then made made yeah made okay. Zemo kind of go okay I'm gonna all right I'll help them you know I'm gonna because I think he was getting the impression that like Sam was like you know on the right track you know what I mean like I I you know Zemo was very skeptical obviously you know Zemo's whole thing is that he doesn't believe people should have that kind of power right that it corrupts them that it's always ends always ends up being something that gets used for means that end up hurting and oppressing other people and he's even said that he i was cool to hear him admit in this episode when he was going on and on about that and sam was like yeah except steve rogers and he and you know zemo was like touche you know, like he yeah, wasn't even going to say, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sure he was corrupt, too. No, Zemo knew like he was like, no. Yeah, he was that he was that exception, man. You know, but I I think that there's a part of Zemo that sees that Sam is not, you know, he's not like these others. He's not John Walker. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Do it. Do we? Let's just let's just, let's, let's just get into the John Walker thing. We're just gonna jump right into what it. What an ass! Oh my I hate God. him so incredibly much. Well, I mean, I think that's the idea He's at doing this point. Such a good job playing that character, man. Yeah, he really is. He really is. They cast him well mm-hmm. because, I mean. Look, it, it, you know, even we did it, and I know it's not the right thing to do, but I think they cast it that way, knowing how people are. I mean, before the man ever uttered a word, when we just saw him in that scene at the end of I'm episode like, one waving, everybody, this? yeah, everybody literally was like, fuck that guy. Right. <laughs> like, we didn't even, he could have been the most decent guy on the planet. <laughs> it didn't matter. But, Don't want him. but we just looked at him and went, fucking screw that dude. No way. And I, I think they know. I think they knew that was going to happen. I think they completely cast they him. They made him purposely come out, and make his face look like that, because he doesn't oh, yeah. look like that now to me. No, and I and yeah, they, they purposely they made the mask and the costume look bad. Yeah, and make it look like he's ill-fitted in it because yeah. he is in every way ill-fitted True. to be the Cap. And uh, yeah, I mean, holy mackerel! In this episode. Uh, yeah, we finally get to see, well, we get to see a little bit more depth to him as well, which is interesting because we find out that even though he is a thrice, you know, Medal of Honor recipient for things he did in Afghanistan, we also, without any details, we get to hear a little bit about how he kind of admits like, look, what we have to do to get those medals. Yeah. The things that we did to get those medals weren't exactly, you know, they're probably not the kind of things that a lot of, um, uh, you know, peace-minded people out there would sit there and agree with and say, oh, yeah, that was totally above board and, mm-hmm. and the, the right, uh, civil, you know, thing to do. Some of the things they did probably for the government back in those days, might have been a little bit questionable. Maybe things Maybe that didn't completely, you know, go in accordance with, like, Geneva Convention, you know. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that we kind of learned that he's got a darkness to him and he's got he's got a lot of anger mm-hmm. he's got a lot of insecurity oh yeah and and a chip the size of mount rushmore <laughs> right on his shoulder so i mean and then yeah because then what ends ends up happening in this episode is 
At one point when they track down Carly and she's got the rest of the super soldier serums that she intends to give to more people on her side and everything, uh, Zemo stops her, uh, almost kills her. Tries, definitely yeah, tries. Yeah, he definitely tries to kill her. Uh, I don't blame him. Zemo destroys, or so he thinks, all of the super soldier serums that are left. Before he gets attacked. Right, before he gets attacked and runs off and everything. Or actually, he gets he, clocked yeah, in the head. Out. <laughs> it was pretty funny, actually, I have to admit. He got a shield to the face, he man, and out. Yeah, he was. I love that he was nursing the uh, the old ice pack uh, a few minutes later. It was like, yeah, that, that had that to hurts. hurt. But in any case, what ended up happening was behind everybody's back, old uh, Captain Walker ends up finding the last remaining serum. And what does he do? He walkers away with it. <laughs> he does why He walker Texas Rangers away with it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we see him kind of going through some what if situations. Like, talking. Do I, don't I, do I, don't I. Right, with Lamar. And Lamar kind of, unfortunately, bolsters... Uh, Walker's resolve that, hey, man, you know, you're a good guy and you're a decorated soldier and, you know, I believe in you kind of thing. How much good could we have saved? Yeah, how much if good? If we yeah. had, right. had that before. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, what could we have accomplished had we both been super soldiers or something back when we were in Afghanistan? Mm, the prop. Well, and the problem is this. It's the fact that you get the impression from the first, from the second episode when we first got to see Lamar, we first got to know John Walker and everything, is that he believes in John and he's kind of like John's rock or his anchor or whatever. And I think he's the one that keeps John grounded. And unfortunately, while Lamar's intentions are good, <sighs> His, he, I don't think he even he really understands who John Walker is, and he doesn't really get all the inside turmoil and issues and and all this kind of stuff. Right. I, he believes so much in his buddy that he's kind of is blind to all the negative aspects of John Walker and everything, and doesn't really understand what this all means, you know, because I, I, I mentioned to you before and I didn't mention it on the show before, but the, the theme of I feel like has been the theme of this whole series is the idea of if you get power, does that power define who you are? Does it make you who you are? Or does that power just bring out who you are? Yes. Does it just amplify things about you? You know, so and 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 that goes all the way back to what uh, uh, Erskine or whatever his name was, the uh, scientist in the first Captain America movie said. And it's why they picked Steve Rogers is because they saw he was such a good person who was doing things for all the right reasons. Mm -hmm. This isn't going to change you, hopefully, at least in theory. This isn't going to change you. It's just going to amplify all the good in you. But somebody who's bad, whether it's John Walker, whether it's uh, Carly Morgenthau, whether it's the Red Skull, if you have these negative things in you and if your reason for wanting that power is because you have negative uh, goals this is just going to amplify that and make it worse right. 
and they they really defined that more you know clearly in this episode and stuff because oh, what ends up happening is uh old cap ends up taking the super soldier serum and uh it doesn't go well yes no <laughs> It doesn't, this dude, man. Yeah. Unfortunately, Carly, in her rage, and because she's a stupid asshole that doesn't even understand what she's dealing with either, right. with this super soldier serum, she's got this self-righteous mindset of what she thinks this is going to achieve, and she's not being at all being honest with herself or anybody else about the reality of it all. She ends up... I guess accidentally you're kind of led to believe like she didn't mean to kill him although she's killed other fucking people already but she kills Lamar by throwing him up against a uh, like a, a cement pillar, yeah. pillar. That, that was a bad move that was a really bad move because now our super soldier serum jacked up version of Captain John Walker has no rock he has no anchor at all and he in plain view of all the townspeople. The entire world is watching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he basically beats one of the flag smashers to death with his shield. That's not cool. No, it wasn't? <laughs> I mean, I get why you thought it was cool. I didn't, I'm not saying I thought it was cool, but yeah. You, what do you okay. think? I don't care that he killed the dude. Okay. Okay, he could have beat the crap out of him and killed him, Okay. I get that. He's a terrorist, all that stuff. I, okay, I'm mm -hmm. with you on that. Okay. Okay. I don't like he did it with a shield. Well. He could have done it with his fist because he's superpowered now. Yeah. He didn't need to do it with the shield. Well, look. That's the, that's the symbol everybody's holding on to, and look what you just did with it. You dumbass. Right. And it, he is a dumbass, and I am not a fan of <laughs> John Walker by any means. However... He pro, you know, he obviously had to stop them. It, it probably would have been more beneficial had he not killed the dude and just beat him to a pulp. You know what I mean? And and taking him back, taking him hostage. Yeah, him him, you know, taking him. Yeah, exactly, taking him into uh, deprogrammed him custody. I don't know if there's any deprogramming going on, but he could have at least maybe gotten some like negotiating leverage or something like with Carly. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. However, the thing that I just think was interesting about it and why I think it's it's interesting that that happened is earlier in this episode when Sam is trying to and seems like he's almost making some headway with Carly mm -hmm. trying to talk some sense into her and make her realize like you can call yourself a you know resistance whatever you want fighter all these other things but you're murdering people that are uh, technically innocent, you know, and you're saying, well, it's for my cause. And then I'm going to take these serums and make more soldiers to fight so we can be more violent and more. And it's like and and then even her comment when she said, oh, you know, I don't care about killing those people and I'd gladly do it again. Well, OK. <laughs> and then she's the same one that told her compadre at the end of the last episode when she blew up that building. When she said violence is the only thing they understand. So I, I sorry, I got to kill people. It's the only way to get the point across. Well, then in a sense, can't you kind of say that I'm not. And again, I'm not saying it's right. I don't agree with that mentality. But isn't that essentially then the same thing that is happening with Walker killing one of them? I mean, and that's th that's the point. It's like I don't feel bad for the flag smashers. 
because it's like you well, get what you get right you you begat this mm-hmm. you caused this you brought this yeah, the, this, this is not the answer the blood of that dead guy that flag smasher guy who was practically almost pleading for his life and everything you know and you kind of feel bad for him but his blood is in my opinion just as much on Carly Morgenthau's fucking hands as it is on John Walker's hands mm-hmm. because she is the one that set that into motion and that's why this is like you know she killed those people. Now they're coming after her. They're good. Then she kills Lamar. Now we're going gonna to kill your guys. And, and it's what, like what, why? exactly. And where is this going to go? And it's yeah. And meanwhile, at the heart of it all is we're just hoping that Sam can come through in the end. Is yeah, and is going to come around and understand that like you know your whole thing of like well you know I don't deserve the shield and. You know, I, we should do away with symbols and all this kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, you might think that's the right thing to do, but what the world needs is they need proper, good leadership. Not John Walker. No. Not a terrorist group called the Flag Smashers. No. You know, not some corrupt government, whatever type agency like the uh, the global uh, the GRC, GMC yeah, the, yeah, GRC. yeah, exactly, GMC, <laughs> yeah, they're giving out vitamins, you know, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, no, uh, you know, none of those. We need somebody who is truly good, like Sam, and can see both sides. Exactly, we exactly. Needed somebody that can work both sides, so we can have peace. Exactly. Now, I just want to bring up real quick. One more thing, which is the lingering question. (laughs) Who is the power broker? Yeah. I have a theory. Yeah, well, you kind of mentioned a theory in the last episode. And we talked about it. You kind of mentioned it offhand. And if it's the same theory, I got to admit, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Tell What is it? I'm thinking Sharon Carter. Carter's the power broker. It really seems that way. She, now I she was. She can do an awful lot for somebody in hiding. I was just gonna say like, that. I think I have satellites. How do you have satellites? Right. I thought you were like hiding out. Right. <laughs> you have to sell art. Yeah. What? I thought the whole thing was that she was just She's kind of like connected. Yeah. Exactly. Not to be the power broker, or at least in cahoots with the power broker. Right. Like, the power broker's really pissed. Right. You killed the golden goose. Yeah. How do you know that? Right. You know, like you're all you seem like, awfully word connected. Word just spreads. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I get word spreads, but come on, uh-huh. she, she's the power. She's the power broker. I, I, I think you might be right. I mean, we could be wrong. You know, God knows that MCU. <laughs> Division. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to talk that. about that again. Right. I mean, again, we're that's not. My, that's where I'm leaning towards. We'll right. go that. Way. Yeah, we're not trying to tell anybody. Like, we don't have any insight. Like anybody, you know, we don't know. Yeah. We're just having fun guessing and everything, <laughs> but. From the way it's looking, yeah, I'm like, okay, there's way more going on with Sharon Carter than uh, I think they, you know, were being led to believe initially and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, poor Sharon, who's been, who's been, you know, ostracized by her government and cannot come back home and everything. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, I'm not buying it. No, nope. she's got a lot of power. Yeah, a little too much. Yeah, 
And so who knows? Who knows where they're going with that? Maybe they're going to make Sharon kind of this like bad guy or or not even a bad guy, yeah. but sort of like a pseudo kind of walking that line kind yeah. of person. I think she might be a good one for Sam because she seems to be one, again, walking the line. She could see this side. She could see this side. She's in the middle there. Right. But she has, has to be in hiding. Right. To do it. Well, here's the other thing we don't know also. We don't know, you know, because we're going by, th we go by things that happen in the comic books, like the power broker existed in the comics, but we've already seen enough diversion for characters, you know, the MCU's doing its own thing. Mm -hmm. We don't know who the power broker might, in, is his or her own self, be in cahoots with. True. You know, how do we know that the power broker isn't doing something uh, you know, in cahoots with the American government. That's true. You know, because why does the power broker want those super soldier serums? Why was he developing those super soldier serums? Who knows? But here's another theory that I had, because in the last episode we did of this, I was talking about how I was curious if Zemo was the one. Mm -hmm. Now, the actions of this episode kind of made me think, oh, well, maybe not. Because why would he go and destroy all those serums if he was the one developing? Why wouldn't he have just stolen them? You know what I mean? If he was the power broker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but that, I mean, that could be a red herring, too. Yeah, so here's an interesting theory that okay. I have, and I know other people have mentioned stuff like this online, and uh, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know whether or not this could be it or not, but I think it's interesting that we're seeing this whole thing about super soldier serums mm -hmm. coming back into the picture again. You know, one thing we've learned with Marvel and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that they don't usually do stuff just to do it. There's very few throwaway things. Which it always was, comes back. Which was why I'm trying not to let certain things that happened, like at the end of WandaVision, get me too, you know, uptight. Because I do think that certain loose ends could come back later and be tidied up and stuff like that. They, they That's what they tend to do. Mm -hmm. They've introduced the whole super soldier serum thing. And... They've brought back, of all people, they've brought back Zemo. Now, on the surface, it might seem like, well, they brought back Zemo because he was so against the idea of super soldiers to begin with and because of his connection with Bucky and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I think there might be more reason why Zemo is, is back and everything. Oh, yeah? Yes. Now, here's the thing. We all know that one of the um, antagonists in the... MCU has been uh, Thunderbolt Ross, the the asshole high general guy that's always giving Cap and uh, the rest of the Avengers a tough time and mm. telling them, arrest them and all that. Yeah, fuck you. And all this stuff, because that's how he is. And we also know from back, if you go all the way back to the Hulk movie, that he's not beyond messing around with things like gamma radiation and super soldier serums and stuff to create his own sort of, you know, monster or weapon or whatever the fuck he wants to do. What if Thunderbolt Ross is, you know, covertly 
maybe with or without the permission of the rest of the government or something like that, working with an underworld boss like the power broker. Oh, yeah? Maybe working in cahoots with the power broker, saying, develop me some super soldier serum so that we can make more super soldiers. Because you got to believe that the government, they can't really just be looking at John Walker who, who up until this point has just been They're some They're going to put their all eggs in the basket for him. Right, for, for some him? dude that doesn't even have superpowers, really can't, you know, he's nothing but a symbol. He's essentially the same thing Captain America was in the, at in first, the beginning. before Cap actually started fighting, and they just needed a symbol. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that the government, especially somebody like Ross, is going to have in mind the idea of, like, we have to have our own superheroes that are going to actually listen to us and that are going to actually work for us and all this stuff. That's a dangerous gamble. Well, there's precedent for it, though. Okay. So here's the thing. So, you know, Thunderbolt Ross, I mean, in the Marvel Comics universe, there is a team that was introduced in the mid to late 90s that was called the Thunderbolts. And the Thunderbolts came into play as being this new superhero team with these all new superheroes nobody had heard of before. And it was during a time when uh, a bunch of America's heroes had kind of disappeared. It was very blip-like. At okay. this, this whole I can't explain all that. Look it up. It's Heroes <laughs> Reborn. Be here all night. Yeah, Heroes Reborn. Hero. I think I was ninety-six. Heroes Return, etc. In that interim, then they introduced this team of superheroes, and at first they seemed really badass, and they seemed very good, and they were working, you know, with the government and all this stuff. And then what we come to find out is that the Thunderbolts team, that these superheroes were actually a bunch of superpowered villains in disguise, like known villains or vigilantes at the very oh, wow. least in disguise. Nobody knew that. And guess who the main leader of the Thunderbolts team was? Guess what villain it was? Zemo? Baron Zemo. Really? Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Right. So, are we leading up to a Baron Zemo and the Thunderbolts team kind of thing? Like, you know, like, could they be, could it be doing that? Like, could Zemo be, could he be the power broker? Could he be setting up this whole thing? Could he be trying to do this thing where he's going to make his own super powered team? Now, again, you might sit there and say, well, that seems counterproductive because he hates super powered heroes and everything. It's like, okay, but you can't beat them unless you join them. That's true. If he if he's like, you know, super against the Avengers, like I need to make my own Avengers, but I'm going to have my own underhanded nefarious plans, you know, and, you, you know, I'm not going to be able to get far getting into government stuff and getting all, you know, all this kind of stuff being a, a villain. So maybe I have to become a hero. And so who knows? Oh, man. Who knows? Well, he's not the power broker Sharon is, but he's got this own angle he's working right but then why why destroy it or what if he's the power broker but sharon doesn't know he's the power broker and sharon is working for him working with him thinking you know thinking he's like okay and maybe like working in cahoots with the government maybe she's part of this whole thing Nobody can find out where that scientist guy is <laughs> right? that was creating the serum. Within and hour, within an it. hour at a party, 
oh, I found the guy. It's like, oh, yeah. Or did you just always know where he was to begin with? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with that. I don't know. I definitely think there's more to Zemo and Sharon, Sharon than what we're seeing. If one or neither of them is the power broker, that's entirely possible. But I definitely think there's something else there. It's not just what we're seeing on the surface. Yeah. And then, of course, Zemo gets away, and I and you're led to believe that you know the uh, the Wakandans are going to be in pursuit of him and everything. And we know that there's a series coming uh, on Disney Plus. It's going to center around like the Wakandans and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, is that the end of Zemo for now? It could be. It could be. Yeah, we might not see any more of Zemo until until the end. That series yeah. happens, hmm. you know. Interesting. You know, this might have just been a means of setting that up. Mm-hmm. In which case, maybe he isn't the power broker. Who knows? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know anything. <laughs> it's just fun to talk about this stuff, you know. And uh, we'd love to know what you think of all of this. Do you think any of this seems plausible? Do you have completely other ideas about what this all means? I, you know, let us know in the comments. Please come join us. We have a group on Facebook called the Geeking Squad. Not geek, geeking squad, like geeking poetic. Uh, anybody can join. Just don't be a dickwad. And we're happy to have you in there. And we talk mm-hmm. about comics and toys and, and sci-fi and, and funny memes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like, like geeky conspiracies, yeah. all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. The ex- fun ones. The fun, yeah, exactly. Not, not, not the crazy ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, sometimes it, the crazy ones because they're fun. Yeah, but. sometimes. But... <laughs> In any case, we invite you to come over there. Uh, we will be back. There's only a couple more episodes of this left, apparently. That's and crazy. Uh, there's a lot yet to uh, get into. I mean, wow. Th- this episode was a mind blower in a lot of ways. So I can only imagine what's coming in episode five. But we will be there to talk to you about it. With bells on. <laughs> With bells on. Yeah, exactly. See you then, everybody. Take care. Bye.